Welcome, welcome back live from the Who Do You Like Ears studios. I'm Joey Stats. I got C-Note. I got the kid. It is Breeders' Cup Hangover Week. <laughs> I'm tired. That was a fun couple days. It's exhausting. Lots. Dude, I, tweet, I tweeted it out. I don't know how you guys feel, but Saturday at Breeders' Cup, to me, feels like when I was a kid, 6 o'clock, it's dark out, Christmas Day, <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, dude, we, we built up to this, and now it's just over. Yeah, I had a great day, good. but this sucks. Now I got to wait another full year to get this action again. Focus on Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Man, <laughs> starts now. The trail starts. And then as soon as the Derby's done, we're like, dude, when's Breeders' Cup? <laughs> How long the breeders <laughs> That's not true. We get to Saratoga and then we start talking about breeders. That's true. Yeah. But good to be back. Uh, good to see you guys. Welcome back, listeners. Had some uh, some big time download numbers over the weekend. We appreciate all the support. Um, another five star rating with some great comments at Apple. So we appreciate the support, the comments, the likes, the tweets, the interaction. That's why we do it, man. We have a great time doing it and love hearing it from the fan base that uh, they're enjoying themselves when they tune into us. So thank you guys. Thank you to the subscribers. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to all of our guests. Speaking of guests, we got a big one tonight. Yeah. Yes, we do. He's back. The oh, my man. God. Mr. Breeders' Cup, the week after Breeders' Cup. <laughs> Pretty amazing. You don't get this kind of action everywhere. <sighs> Just here. Yeah, you're not going to get this kind of insight <laughs> from everywhere. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but every time, every time Mike Smith comes on, I get really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck up. Oh, my God. Uh, so we're excited to, yeah. to for Mike... Uh, you know, obviously the week after to find some time, just, he just moved. Like he's got all this stuff going on. He's finding the time to spend some time with us tonight. And we appreciate it so much. So excited about it. We've got so much to unpack from this weekend between some upsets, some Japanese horses winning big races to gates being open to big favorites, not performing. (laughs) Holy buckets. There was so much action over the weekend. Lots to come. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Where do we start? <laughs> I don't really know, man. I mean, we had some nice calls in the pod. We, uh, yeah, we did. We yeah. broke some stuff down. We saw some nice, some nice things. I know I was puckered up real nice because I thought Grafton Street was going to hold, hold on down the stretch. And oh, so did I. Didn't. Yeah. Also, that would have been, that yeah, would have been that wild. That would have been a big one. Oh, that dude, he was so there. wild. Just 50 more yards, man. 50 more yards. He would have. Oh, uh, yeah. That was pretty gas. Pretty gas. Go, go Bears Go. That was your call, kid. Go Bears Go. Start, start things off right yeah. away, right? I yep. mean, uh, second. That was hot. Hot. hot second hot, hot. in the uh, juvenile turf sprint, which I think that race for everybody was, you called out Twilight Gleam yeah. stats. So yeah, I had him up. A, that was a great call. I think that was uh, Go Bears Go behind it was a good additional call. Yep. Coffee Maker was a little bit of a stretch. And that's the one I actually like, and race day, I focus more on Coffee Maker for me. But uh, Time to Party and Averly Jane, two big, two big upsets for me in that race. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened to that. I mean, I don't know. I, I do know. Um, just <laughs> never ran its race. Like, never yeah. was able ne- never able to get in it, I think, fully. Um, I mean, there were some fast run. horses in the race, right? And I thought Averly Jean was one of them. I thought Averly Jean was going to get out. But then after you watched, and you, they talked to um, they talked to Wesley Ward about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this horse is just, it's super fast. And then they're talking about even more. Like, like <laughs> why were we talking about this horse leading up to this race? We were all, everybody was fixated on Avery, Averly Jane. I was just like, the way they yeah. talked about, you know, Twilight Gleaming, it was, I would have never bet Averly Jane. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the British Cup Juvenile Phillies, that was pretty much where we saw it, right? Echo Zulu. Juju's yeah, map. I think we called that one. That was a straight call like, out straight. there. 
Uh, <laughs> Straight exacta for pretty four, yeah, for the all the money, <laughs> yeah, all the six dollars you can handle. Uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Phillies Turf Pizza Bianca, which, that was insane. Yeah, uh, I love how they highlight and talk to these owners, and you know, talk to Bobby Flay, and comes out and wins. Around. I mean, even just that that <laughs> ride though. That Joe, was by Jose, Jose Ortiz. Yeah, I mean to thread the needle like that. To first of all, it opened up perfectly for him, so he opened yeah. it up, and then he had to go and split again. Oh, the run. isolation cam view yeah. on Pizza Bianca, oh, crazy. One of the best views you're going to get from a horse and a jockey that's able to maneuver mm-hmm. through track. How about the helmet cam? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dude, that's, it's, that's uh, the best. It's it's so good. It's so fun. I I wish they would do more of it mm-hmm. because that that's the angle that. It's like when hockey started putting the highlighted flames on the hockey puck. Right. Yeah. The viewing. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, man, like we didn't have HD TVs. I didn't have a 60 inch TV. Right. Like I couldn't, I never knew what was going on. There's just guys flying all over. Where's the puck? I don't care. I can't, I can't see what's puck. going on. Then they put that hot ball on there. I'm like, well, I can, I can watch this now. <laughs> like how Made fun would that be? Follow. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Give me, give me some VR. Record it in 4K, put it in VR. <laughs> Let me pretend to be Jose Ortiz on that for a minute. Like That would be cool. Oh, pretty sensational. Yeah, good call. I mean, that, that was such a fun ride. To watch. Uh, I did not have that with Malavath, though. Yeah. Malavath was not my second place. Hottie I did have, so I got first and third in that one. But and no. just even the reaction time, just going back to that, like yeah. Jose, like it shows you in like on that the GoPro that he was wearing, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the reaction time that he has to have to make that move is like oh, you have yeah. a split second, otherwise you lose it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's so impressive. Crazy. I can't get enough of it. And then we get to uh, obviously Corniche. Whew. Corniche, what a hell of a ride! Talk about that one. Uh, a bit. One by whom? Mike Smith. Oh, yeah. uh, late scratch on Jack Christopher. Interesting. We'll talk to Mike a little bit about that specifically. See if uh, how things laid laid out in their plans originally. But you know, I had Corniche on top, even if Jack Christopher was so in the race. I. Right? We talked about Actually it. We called it Stone Cold. Stone Cold, not going to hit the board, and then I got shut out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you got shut out. So I got I was, mine in. I was because I couldn't hit the all button in that third place spot. I was trying to get a little bit more fancy than I'd like, but uh, that's the one that I actually got trying to figure out somewhat paid out. off on, right? Yeah. Papa Cap coming in second, which you were yep. highly on. Kelly Joe Bravo. Yep, and then uh, giant giant game with uh, Joe Telemo hitting the board at a big price for third, so did make a good decent payout. Only missed out on a thousand bucks, no big deal. Yeah. Well, I lost out on a thousand dollars too, and we're actually getting to the <laughs> to the race that actually costs Ooh. a lot of betters money, mm-hmm. and that would be the Bre- Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. I'm at a loss, you know, at as far as how things transpired. I know the two got scratched. That two acting up and jumping over the gate, basically, and then flipping. I get the safety of the horse. Like, that horse is definitely scratched. That horse is definitely not running. Yeah. Thank God that the horse is okay, that uh, Frankie Dettori was okay. But to let the one through the front gate, openly allowing him to get through just for the safety of the two, and then scratching him, and then like, oh, he shouldn't be a scratch. He didn't break through the gate. He was let through. Listen, they got to do something for the betters. I, I don't know what you can do in the time, <clears throat> the time frame though. You know, like I don't after, think he called a scratch. Well, that nobody before, knew what was going on. Like we didn't know. But do you call something you know? before you know what's going on? I mean, isn't that falsifying? Like you're making a judgment call before? I, I guess I see where you're pointing. Get, get like, with your starters and say we opened up the yeah. gate. He didn't break through. Grandest oh, okay. of stages. I think everybody was just flat, you know. Yeah, yeah I get a it. Bit, but. I get it. It's a, and it's in a short period of time. And I, I lost money on it. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm, in I the, too. I'm in the majority here. I lost. But let's money back on up. It, but. We we had okay. All of us had modern games in our our, our horizontal bets. Yeah. Number one and our doubles, right, including our horizontal bets doubles. Plus, we had them in all the exotics and the tries. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the way that as the day was going on, and we saw how the the speed was going on turf races and dirt. Our handicap came to that. So modern games wasn't up. 
an upset. It would have been the, the odds on favorite after the yep. two scratched. Correct. And as a horizontal better, if the two's going to get scratched, which should be for how it acted up in the gate, you're sitting here going, okay, well, now I have, now I've got double the action on the Correct. one because I get the right. odds on favor of the horizontal bet. Now you scratch the one and then they goes out and wins the fucking race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the double rub. Oh yeah. I mean, it sucks. I mean, from a better, from a better standpoint, it's lost tons of money. Yeah. Everybody lost. I mean, yeah, we heard the booze. Yeah. It, it feels like, uh, before NFL replay came in where it's like, Oh, or, or even replay in place now where they say things like, Oh, for progress isn't reviewable. Right. right. Or, you know, this isn't a reviewable play. Like, hold on. We have a store that opened the gate. Right. Yeah, that's, casually. That's reviewable. casually right. open the gate. Right. And the horse didn't bolt. No, he was fully, yeah. fully restrained. Yeah. Right? He's held He'll back. He all sideways trot. And it, and to your point, Joe, it's like, who makes the call up oh, scratch? Alert everybody. Boom, boom, boom. It's almost like they were rushing to scratch yeah. it. I agree. And, I, think, and, I think it was a rational And I don't, I don't want to get down into yeah. like the no. collusion or the conspiracy. Of, I don't, I don't want to go no. there. Yeah. No. But there's got to be some kind of window of time where you can say, hey, you know what? Let's get all the referees together and okay. decide what we're going to do. I think they were, like I said, I think they were just so frantic because that two was, I mean, really bad in the gate. You know? And yeah, so scratching the two was, thought, was makes sense. So guaranteed. Th- right. And I think they were just trying to... Like they were still concerned with the two, which it was Albar, right? Albar was, was the two, yeah. right? So yeah, I think they're afraid the that, they're, but they were afraid because I mean, obviously it was a big deal because Frankie Dettori, obviously they thought he maybe got hurt, correct? And then they also had an assistant starter there that also got hurt. Remember they yeah was pulled down on, on with, the, yeah, with, with the horse. Correct. So I think there were so many different things coupled up with it, you know, that like they were just trying to make the make a decision and just thought like this was what happened. And right, obviously, I, I guess for me, happened. what I'm looking for is the vet to go. Wait, the one also broke through the gate, and to get some clarification, like no, we let him out the front because we were scared for the uh, right, health of right. the two horse. We we brought him through some the better communication, maybe yes. better communication. But the minute that the gate was open and you see the horse in front of the gate, you scratch them both right away. Right. Total mishap. I think better communication needs to happen. Regardless of that, something has to be put in place for the betters. Right? There's over almost two hundred million dollars that's bet in the course of it was days. the biggest handle ever, wasn't Correct. it? Yeah, Oof. and. To know that there are a lot of people, a lot of people that are wagers include on horizontal bets, including this horse and, and tries, and then to have them win. Listen, if that, if Modern Games goes out there and finishes eighth by twenty lengths, it's a moot point. But because the horse comes out and actually wins the race after having to go for purse money only and yeah. taking out of the wagering aspects, everybody gets doubly screwed, and that's that's the focus that left you this yeah. taste in your mouth. Going into Saturday, I can't wait Correct. to get the first person view from Mike on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real interesting. Should be interesting. But that was crazy. It was pandemonium. We he was he was in on. that race too. Yep. So that's even a different viewpoint to get, I guess, from you know having to un everybody back out, and then all of a sudden, like, wait, the one's loading up again. Well, I thought that it was scratched. Well, and, and for <laughs> me, they just announced it. Right. I mean, forget the betting angle for me. Like, this is the nightcap of Friday. Right. Well, we're yeah, all together. Crazy. We're all high energy. We're having fun. This just sucked the life mm. out of everything. Yep. It, it took the air out of. The yeah. Place. And then we're all bummed out. I kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we go home now. Especially when you got that <laughs> rush to that. Uh, I think Grafton Street was going to pull. I mean, at uh, the time, too, say no scratches. And Grafton Street runs that race and wins at that time. What was what were the odds? They were big. I was gonna say like I mean like twenty. 30? I was like I thought it was like thirty. 30 I think he was. I think he was morning line eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just climbed too. <laughs> oh, and he, uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had, we had some adrenaline. We had and then you know it is what it is. Yeah. 
Sa- Saturday was Saturday started off really horrible for me. I was so committed <laughs> on Gamine that I went so deep on horizontal mm-hmm. bets and keys with Gamine on top that Gamine did not run the way Gamine runs. CC goes ahead and steals that race. To be honest with you, in Edgeway second, Gamine third. That and Bella Sophia just you know not even really in yeah, the picture for the I most actually part. hit I hit the try on this one and I hit some uh, play show money on Edgeway. So yeah, I remember getting that pick. text like I'm on my way and hey, I just cashed and me and <laughs> me and the kid are sitting over already like two hundred dollars down. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I just hit the try and a bunch of other stuff on this one. Sorry, I should stay away from horizontal bets. I've already said that. I promise you, I'm not going to do horizontal bets anymore. That's your guys' game. I just can't go that deep in horizontal bets. Uh, just not just not my not my deal. Vertical bets only. Well, uh, we'll talk about horizontal bets in a minute because I opened my five and six with keys and that didn't work out so well for me. Eh. Yeah. Uh, next race, Golden Pal. I think we all were on and knowing where the uh, where the winner l- laid uh, as far as the Breeders' Cup, Breeders Cup turf sprint were to go. I played Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and got a hell of a run out of Lieutenant yeah. Dan. Yeah. I know you were high on Lieutenant Dan. I had actually discredited the horse, but after talking to you, I had put Lieutenant Dan in and then getting... A crazy price with uh, Flavian Pratt on Charmaine's Mia for third. Mm. So it actually made the exotics pretty good. Yeah. Uh, which was, uh, I was a little surprised with, uh, not so much on Kamari, but Fastbow and Extravagant Kid not even really getting too much, too many mentions throughout that race. I thought Fastbow would be a lot closer Maybe with Maybe Fastbow, I wasn't expecting much of Extravagant Kid. Yeah, that was a little stretch for me as well, but uh, Fastbow for sure. Thought we'd be getting some calls on. Well, then we, and then we go to the Dirt Mile where this was arguably the strongest performance we saw all weekend. I would, I would agree. By, by no doubt. Uh, life is good convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I think we were right too. When we talked about um, life is good when he went up against uh, Jackie's warrior. Yeah. It was more like a first time out, mm-hmm. get it accustomed. I don't think he was actually asked for much in that race and Mm-mm. definitely show dominance in this yeah. race. Just that first race back from injury, I think they didn't want to push too hard. Yeah. That's what we said, and if, you it, saw yep. a full effect that, yep. you know, Gosh. second start back from injury, and this horse is the The best miler yeah. out there right now. That's I said it in the last podcast, and I said, that just really solidified for me, and I can find a better Bob miler. and Todd are doing a good job. They've got this horse ready, and it's in Primed. the form. Yep. yep. Uh, Ginobili, good, strong second, too, as well as Restrained of uh, Vengeance for third. Which, uh, a little bit of a surprise in a price. That's the one that actually... I finally was able to cash, which I was surprised. <laughs> uh, and getting a decent price with life is good, but it was something. Uh, and then we move into the uh, Breeders' Cup. That was the Philly and Mare Turf. Yep. Yeah. And this is where everything went. This is where everything went south for me. <laughs> this is this is where I just slowly started to fade. I was so high a lot on Warlike Goddess. So in was this I. Race. Yeah. I, I really think we all were. I had her keyed in my big way, six. Way too far back in that race. Yeah. Dead, dead last. Dead last. Going to Vegas went to the front, which we yep. knew, and was unable to set the soft fractions to be able to yeah. coast home, right? Like, so, I, I knew that Warlike Goddess was going to close. Yeah. I just didn't think that we were coming that deep of a close. I was hoping mid-pack and then close afterwards, but uh, by the time Warlike Goddess got the lead, it was too late because he didn't have, I mean- Before she made the move. The ta- yeah, she didn't have enough in the tank. Love's Only You, you had know? the yeah. best run. So and Oh, uh, yeah. We're talking 0 for 16 in Japanese- starters right. and uh just won that race almost for the fun of it the way uh that late move mm-hmm. had come in, into play so loves only you left. yeah never never figured uh on the win part had him sister in the exotics nat. but my sister nat was strongly <laughs> where i thought jose was going to have his uh his second winner there and uh convincingly run and warlike got us like i said mm-hmm. too far back coming in third so a little bit of an upset there obviously for me because i did not have uh 
I didn't have that horse on top. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it on top either. It was painful to lose that, that my, my pick six done is, is done right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it was cool. I mean, the consolation was to be able to see the pure joy from all the connections oh, for sure. on that race. Yeah, like that was phenomenal to see. Yeah. I don't want to give my money away to see <laughs> joy like that. Yeah. But it was, it, it's always a reminder of how huge this event yeah. is globally. Right? And then like lightning strikes twice. <laughs> and then bang, a couple races. Uh, a couple races later, we'll get to that. Uh, then following up the Breeders' Cup sprint, you know, this is race. one, this is one that I enjoyed calling that Jackie's Warrior was not going to hit the board. I yeah. did not see Jackie's Warrior being in the, in the condition to be able to win this race. And I was so far deep on high exotics with Dr. Shibble to lose that head bob and i tell oh, you when we watched God, it yeah. we saw the replay four or five times before they posted the official i still thought dr shivel had that coming to it so did first I. first i thought okay aloha west and kid you hit the exact congratulations try. or the try on that yeah. i had the try reversed i also had the double going with dr shivel yeah that was a huge setback for me that's a, another thousand dollars basically on that race alone but you did pop for a good eight eight, eight and change eight fifty eight fifty yeah, on that race so aloha west jose ortiz after this race, I said, keep betting, Jose. He is riding mm-hmm. today. I don't care who he's on. I don't care if he's 40 to 1 or 51. Do not leave Jose off your exotics because he was riding strong yeah. all day. So, Aloha West, obviously, Dr. Shivel. crazy. And then crazy. following C, which was, I thought, the nice special little higher price you were going to get for third that a lot of people started leaving off their tickets late and the, the odds were increasing on following C. So, all button. Yeah. I would have loved. All button's awesome. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Some days. I would have loved to have Some Dr. Days. Shivel on top in that race because uh, <laughs> usually when I hit all button and tries, that's where uh, we're like, got us. <laughs> clean, cleans up for the right? show. Yeah. How's your try? Six bucks. <laughs> uh, then we move out of the Breeze Cup mile. And I got to be honest with you, this was a change in terms of events for me because I actually did jump on Space Blues really, really late, probably within the last... I had to regroup after Dr. Shovel and that loss and that nose out. So I did come back and I did have Space Blues, which I didn't really see in the earlier uh, handicapping on the podcast. It was so far off on this race. I didn't... I didn't... I wish I didn't bet it. To know that Mo Forza came in last yeah. is still mind-boggling for me. Uh, Just the way it broke down. I mean... Yeah. Blow, blowout definitely was not... no. Uh, really, so blowout finally got to be the horse that I thought it was going to be <laughs> like in the last race <laughs> when Elpika lo- uh, lost to him. Uh, so it really didn't work out in my favor this time, but, uh, that's twice. Yeah, that is twice. <laughs> so I really don't care about that horse. Ever really hates that horse. Uh, and then Ivar coming in third, which was, uh, really, I like that's a nice hefty. Yeah. Again, these are things that we like came to conclusions as we started handicapping a little closer to post time. Definitely had the three. Definitely had Ivar as well, but uh, wasn't able to put the exact together on that one. Uh, Then we move on to the Breeders' Cup distaff. Oh, good Lord. That quarter was just basically the fastest quarter that you'll ever see run in the distaff uh, in the history of the race itself. It actually ran just as fast, I think, if not faster than... Well, and we talked about it. What what 21.84. Right. That's that's what we saw for the majority of Del Mar in 2017 was that Correct. the crazy, crazy, stupid, hot fractions and everyone burns out and off the pace wins. Right. And that's like exactly how this race played out. Okay. So that was faster than the, than the sprint. <laughs> so Same, crazy. Right. Dude. So we're, we're talking about a mile in an eighth race and we're running at 2180. <laughs> I, whatever. So things like that happen. We talked about that. Things outside of the normal for a race of this distance to run at that fast quarter. Never, never was going to be able to, to identify and get that. Latruska running 10th, 
Listen, again, another race that I thought Latrusco was. We had that conversation, Stats, you and I. Yeah. Concerned about the workout and the non-engagement. I don't think that's what it was. I just stuff fractions. I'm not saying fast. I'm not saying that that's what it was from Latrusco. So Latrusco was I'm I'm watching. He was he was stalking a little bit. The one had to lead Thank you. Okay. Through through the first yeah. quarter. Now, yes. Flavian brought out yep. Flavian took the lead yep. and way to the front right to the front, pushed some Fast, fast fractions. Private, private, private mission. And they were right. going 41 miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. And Latruska, she just she died, at the, she died at the turn and, and faded bad, too. Faded the turn. Like, you could see Irad looking to make sure he wasn't going to get in the way of any horses because yep. he just knew at the, at the turn, coming down to the stretch, he just didn't have it. So, knowingly backed out of the race, and she got sure. lower. Sure, smartly. Finished, so, I, I really thought Latruska was going to get the trip that... Uh, Nick's goaded. Yeah, yeah, so did I. So so that's, did I. that's how I saw this race going, was Latrusca going to the front and nobody catching him. And Private Mission did now gassed him out. Yeah. And Latrusca did take over Private Mission because Private Mission fell off, but then She yep. Dares the Devil jumped in. Yep. And that's where Latrusca shut down is when he got passed again. And that's how we finish out with Marsh Lorraine at 49-1. Dunbar Road second, which again, that was Jose Ortiz. Yep. I'm glad I did have him across the board in that race. He was still at a price. And then uh, Malathot did catch third. So if you're following the trend here, a lot of these were all off the pace. There's yeah. a lot of all off, off the pace. pace almost all day. True speed. Uh, you know, Corniche, True Speed, Life is Good, True Speed, Echo Zulu, yeah. ones we knew that could go to the front and hold. Yes. Anybody else that was in these races that we questioned the speed all came off the yeah. pace. And if you talk about perfect race. trip, I mean, O'Shea Murphy gave the I mean, the best trip he could, and that's exactly what he needed to win. It the was race, ridiculous. It just played out perfectly for their for their race, you know, so. R- ridiculous ride. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, moving uh, on to the uh, Breeders' Cup turf. One, one thing real sure. quick. That race is the one that made the pick six pay. Oh. $513,000 <laughs> yeah. for 50 cents. That God, would, I wish. That would be the one that I, I wish. Half mil, bro. Is anybody yeah. listening that, that hit that? Because that'd please be tweet cool. Us a yeah, please tweet at us if you hit that. <laughs> Go to our me page. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Who would have thought? All, 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 all the way through. Listen, that's the it's crazy probably a fifty-two thousand-dollar bet paid you half mil. I I had the all button. Remember, I had the all button in that race for the double. Yep. So I had the all button going with three in the next race. Still was unable to hit because uh, Yibir, Yibber, Yibber, Jibber with with uh, Bill Yibir. Bill Buick again um, with another Charles Appleby horse goes ahead and wins the uh, Breeders' Cup Turf. Pretty yeah, Tiona, who hit third, I did not have him on my radar. Broom, I was trying to go against because there was a lot of late money coming from Frankie Dettori in that race as well. Uh, still on a long shot, but uh, that was another race I was trying to avoid. And I thought, you know, Tribavon, I was went to the front, really blew out early, yep. did not get the, the fractions I needed. That was my live long shot, went to the front, did not last. Domestic spending did not really factor for the most part. And uh, going back to the previous winner with Tarnow, another disappointing 11th um, for what I had going on in the double. So outside of everything, even Japan, who I had in the double, I thought uh, made a pretty good run, but it was just, it was was a non-factor. Another disappointment. Now, I did take a third mortgage out of my house at this point, and I said, all right, we're going to go all in on the classic. <laughs> it's not the way I thought the race was going to run. Well, let's just say this. We thought it was going to be Nick's go and Medina Spirit going to the front. Mm. No doubt in my mind. Gassing Nick's out. Going to the front. Gassing out. Closer sweeping in behind it. Horse is never not led by the top of the stretch in any race. Hasn't won every race <clears> that <throat> way, but has definitely led at the top of the stretch. So you know Nick's go is going. Yep. I'd expect Medina Spirit to go because the horse is always yep. poorly placed. That's the way we saw it. We thought, let them burn out. Essential quality. Picking up the pieces. Maybe our collector. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe you know, I know Bean was high on Tripoli coming in. Like there was a lot of options for closers to come in. Not the way the race was run. Can't get a closer if you don't have anybody pushing the fractions. <laughs> yeah, 20, twenty-three. <laughs> Nick's go get the twenty-three quarter. I can't, I can't wait to ask Mike. Ah, yeah, how, how how I mean how what from his point of view what he saw like he, is his, he sat in the perfect trip where he wanted yeah. to be. He just expected speed. I would. I mean, I have to imagine who right. Didn't I mean, expect speed. <sighs> I don't know. I think, yeah, Apparently, Johnny V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that can answer those questions because I was very, very shocked to see him kind of on a hold back. I know he wasn't trying to hustle up to get the lead. I didn't think he wanted to to use a lot to get near the front, but he wasn't really anywhere near there for the first half mile, and that was that blew my blew me away and definitely changed the whole perspective of the race for me. Yeah, I think everybody saw the same thing we were seeing. I mean. We looked at we looked for some speed at the top. We thought there was going to be some press pace. Uh, we did not think Nixco was going to go yeah. by himself. The whole you can't so, leave him uh, on the front. You can't leave Nixco, but let alone Joel, Joel Rosario, Rosario on the speed to push his own fractions. I mean, what he had left coming home was it's third gear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a done deal at the turn. Say what was, you want about Medina Spirit getting second and such quality getting third. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all mood at that point when you. It, I wasn't even looking at anybody else. I was watching. Joel just basically hand ride and urge yeah. to get home <clears throat> after slow fractions. So the, the question is always going to be. If Madeira Spirit goes, does it change? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And we'll never get the answer to it. I guess it's just, it's so interesting to see how it played out. And then, but by the end of it, it's like, all we're doing is figuring out who's the fastest second place. Right. Like that's, that's, that's really it. Yeah. Like, you, no, you're spot he on. dominated. It's okay. He's going to win the race, but do you race to win or do you race to come in second? Do you race to come in third? <laughs> I can't do you wait. race to hit the board? I don't know. What's your best chances? Could you tell me that Medina Spirit was going to be able to close? We've never seen it. Okay. We've never seen him run that race. How many times have we talked about Breeders' Cup is where you're going to see somebody do something that they've never done before. This was not the time. I was hoping it wouldn't be this race. I didn't want to see it in the classic. I want to see a speed duel up front, crazy fractions, and see who can catch them. I wonder if Johnny V thought somebody else was going to go to the front, though. Who? Hot Rod Charlie? Hot Rod Charlie, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hot Rod Charlie put blinkers on. You know, that's maybe, true. So maybe he was like this blinker edition. Maybe they're going to go out to the front, push Nick's go. We'll sit just off the pace. That still goes against what Medina Spirits done every time. Yeah, so sure. you're, you're changing the horse's perspective, hoping that somebody else goes when you know they're the only one that can actually push Nick's go. Yeah, but I mean, I'm assuming that there was some talk between Bob Baffert and Johnny V as to why they did what they did. Right? I say you we know? get Johnny V on the podcast next week. <laughs> I would love to talk. Let's get the strategy. Yeah, I mean, Johnny V, if you're listening, go ahead and give us a call. And not to take anything up. away from Nick's go because he did. No, I mean, he, he did. He looked, he looked the part. Yeah, you can only run the race you're given. That's right. I mean, at that point, that's not, right. It's not his fault that nobody pushed the pace. So, I mean, if Nick's go loses that Nothing race alone at the top with slow fractions, what does that say? Yeah, got it. Right. What, I mean, yeah. would you? There's that's no sort of way. what we yeah. saw. That's sort of what we saw at the Derby, though, right? I mean, nobody pushed Medina Spirit. Medina yeah. Spirit got to the front and just ran the race that they needed to run. But so, so interesting, you know? though, right? We talked about before where off pace was winning all day. Yeah. Yeah. On Saturday. You know, the Friday minute, the minute Saturday. we sat down and go, let's look at every race. Yeah. <laughs> off pace, off Dude. pace, off pace, off pace. Yep. Yep. Speed hasn't held up all day. The one time. In the only race that I saw speed and you get called challenged. It. <laughs> I said, this will be the race that, that speed holds. <laughs> right. And sure enough, I bet against speed. Uh, win, so. does. You know, maybe I should just go oppo from now on. Whatever I tweet from now on, just go opposite. <laughs> They're doing that already. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're up so big. Yeah. Uh, Spoken like a true joke. Oh, man. But not, <laughs> and that's it. And it, just like that, it's over. Fun yeah. weekend overall. I mean, and hey, listen, I enjoy Breeders' Cup. But... Win, lose, or draw. It's it's an exciting two days. It's a very 
it is the Super Bowl. It's an extended Super Bowl for two days. I enjoy hanging out with you guys, handicapping. Well, Listen, we hit some races. We lost some races. You know, it is what it is. They all can't be winners. You know, Cino puts together a, a draft that we do every year. We draft horses. Like there, there's an event. We always take off work on Friday. Like I actually really like it when it's on the West Coast because it turns into a Start night. Start times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then a big day on Saturday. So yeah, man, nice extended day. But good food, good friends. I'll take it every year. It's still like win, lose, or draw. one of these though. Well, well sure. Got to be on the docket here soon. Next year's Keeneland, so I think that's. I think my daughter needs braces, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good time to win some money for the braces. <laughs> time to throw some cash. Well, I got six G's set aside. <laughs> Put another fifty to one shot. <laughs> yeah, should have had that in Marshall Lorraine. Oh, yeah. Man, oh. yeah, paid for that tuition for college too. <sighs> but this is this is one of those Breeders' Cups that. You know, there's been years past where we get done with it and there wasn't a lot, there wasn't like standout moments or there wasn't stuff that we were yapping about for months. And this one has a whole bunch of them, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of craziness. Stuff that we'll remember next year. Yeah. It's, uh, every year you learn a little something new. And, you know, I think we did a really good job in analyzing the races and looking back at what the, happened last time at yeah. Del Mar in 2017. You did a lot yeah. of research on that. So, I mean, we gave out a lot of winning tickets. Yeah, a lot of winning picks. So I mean, if people are listening and tuning, listen, in. you could give me six months. I'm not going to pick Marshall Lorraine. Sorry, yeah. it's just not going to be in my repertoire to call that out. But uh, see, my problem is I I get too involved with recency bias. So <laughs> what's going to happen now yeah. is I'm going to start throwing these crazy crazy exotics. Where I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to put him on top, just you know, just, just cuz, just, for just in case, <laughs> a little FOMO. I got to tell you that when uh, when things started going a little crazy in in the middle of Saturday, it was oh, like man. it's time to start firing some win place and show bets on some of these. And and I did pick up a few yeah. that was able to keep me pat on a few races, but you know. You got to start reaching on some of these long shots because chocks don't get you paid when you're chasing. Like so. live long shots. Like live. Live. Almost like somebody yeah. should do a segment about those. You're right. Yeah, probably should do that pretty soon. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's bring a guest on. Oh, I don't know if I'm mentally ready. Get ready. Okay, I'm ready. You get ready, mister. <laughs> uh, let's get more insights from Breeders' Cup from somebody who participated. The big brain. The big brain. We are now joined by two-time Eclipse winner, two-time SB winner, triple crown winner, Hall of Fame member, fresh off his most recent Breeders' Cup win aboard Corniche, Mr. Breeders' Cup himself, big money, Mike Smith. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back on, man. Man, we love, love having you. Talk. Well, I love being on, man. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure having you on. Really appreciate it. God bless you. Used to floating around on, on a cloud after, after another <laughs> Breeders' Cup win or what? Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, man, anytime you can you can win one of those, you certainly are floating. But then, you know, to have a nice uh, two-year-old, you know, turning three, as talented as he is. So, man, you know, you, the future is just uh, as bright as can be. So you're even extra excited. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you. It's, you know, Breeders' Cup's our Super Bowl, and we get to have Mr. Mr. Breeders' Cup with us. So uh, <laughs> good to talk to you, Mike. Thanks for coming on. It's always fun to talk to you guys. Anytime. Love it, man. So... We were uh, going off on some crazy tangents over the weekend, all the crazy moments that we saw on both days, and we're going to get into it a little bit later. But let's start with your latest win. Congratulations with Corniche. How great of a ride was it for you with Corniche on Friday? Well, I mean, certainly, you know, I mean, he, he's a, not only is he talented, he's very, very intelligent. He loves his job and he loves to run, but he also is, you know, a, a, a be like having a really good quarterback and a re- really good receiver. You know, they just they just know each other very well, and and man, he just listens to just the little subtle things that I do, and 
you can be aggressive with him right off the bat, and he's about as fast as you, you you'd want a horse to be. And then as soon as I I give him the cue to to slow it down or or to relax, man, he's just he's right on it. I mean, he listens to everything you you tell him to do. So, you know, he certainly makes your job a whole lot easier. So, you know, if you thought that was a great ride, well, then you you got to kind of give him about ninety ninety five percent of the credit, <laughs> not more. <laughs> You know, he's a tremendous athlete, and he really listens to everything you tell him to do. Just doing it with style, too. You know, you two look, I mean, great coming across the finish line. Everything looked in sync, and it looks like you guys had, like, a really solid game plan going into that race. We had to take a step back in in the handicapping aspect because originally we saw it as a two-horse race, right? We saw Jack Christopher coming from the one hole, and then Corniche. So with that scratch, I'm assuming it was probably pretty big in yours and Bob's strategy, so... How much did that play a part, and did you guys have to kind of scale back and say, let's do this this way instead, or how'd that kind of conversation go? Well, well first and foremost, it's glad that their horse is, is okay, you know. Mm, it was just of something course. minor, you know, they had to miss that race. So that, that's the important thing. But no, our, our strategy didn't change not, not one bit. That was my game plan going in, and I thought I was fast enough to clear, and and, and he was. Yesterday, now if the other horse was in there, I, I don't know what their strategy was. I, I you know, I didn't ask them. <laughs> and so I'm not sure what they, what they spent on, on doing. You know, if they were on the inside, I'm sure they were going to let him run out of there a little bit. But I, I was, I was going no matter what. Sure. Again, if he was to have caught a, a a really good jump from down in there, well, you know, well, I wasn't going to, you know, just send him to till I made the lead. I mean that. I, I, don't, I really don't think Cornish is the kind of horse that necessarily has to have it. He's just there because he's quick enough. He's really fast, but he, you know, he's so smart and he listens to you so well. I mean, Justify was a real fast horse that did, did things like that. But as you saw in, in the in the Derby and the Preakness, he could sit right off a horse and still be just as effective. You know, uh, you know, in the Derby he set off of off of uh, Dale Roman's colt, and in the Preakness he set off of of uh, Chad Brown's colt. Uh, mm-hmm. And would have even set further back if I asked him to. But but this goal, so the game plan was out of that 12 hole. I, ha- I had to go, man. I had to right. get over it. Otherwise, I'm taking a chance of losing too much ground if I wasn't extremely aggressive leaving there. Because, you know, if I would have just came out of there maybe half after even three quarters and three or four of them did the same thing, now you're four or five wide, you know, mm-hmm. going into that turn. And, you know, then you're going to have to use yourself to get on over even more. So uh, I was just, as long as I jumped well, I was, I was going, I was going pretty pretty hard out at, at least till I got to the first turn. Yeah, that uh that race really seemed like it was never in doubt once yeah. you got up front. So Yeah, I mean look, I mean he's really, really quick. His first time out, man, I mean he was a, a, a lightning rod out of the gate. Second time he was as well, but he slipped really badly behind. He still made the lead, but you know, when, when he was able to still make the lead the second time out in American Pharaoh, uh after slipping as bad as he did, most horses would have been two behind. I mean, he got up and he was that quick. So I knew that if, as long as I jumped, well, you know, more than likely I, I could put him on the lead unless somebody just went all out, just, just to go all out, you know? Yeah. He's a fighter, huh? <laughs> wants to get out there and compete. Yeah. I mean, and once he got, once I got him clear, man, he just, you know, eased over so nice and smooth. And as soon as I put my, my hands down, man, up from his ears and he just took a big, deep breath and got into a really pretty rhythm and, and it was all good, you know, and he acted like he could have just kept on going if we need to be, you know. After the race with him, I was always so wild, man. He should really get something out of this. He should even step forward. I haven't felt yet to where I thought, oh, shoot, man, I, I hit I hit the bottom. That's as good as he is, you know. <laughs> we haven't felt that yet, and that's a good sign. That's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. 
Micah, with your ride in the juvenile turf, you were on credibility for Mark Cassie. Kind of a tough outside post for you. It looked like you were maybe preferring a closer position in the early going. Kind of got shuffled back with a lot of early speed to your inside. Can you just walk us through that race? Yeah, I mean, look, man, they took a shot. It was, he, when he was up against it going in, I mean, he was 30, 40 to 1. Uh, he was going to have to really step it up and run a race he's never run before or, or showed. And, and saying that, though, he's a big, big, heavy cold, man. There's, there's, you're going to see this horse. He's going to, as the year goes, as the new year comes around and goes on, he's going to get better later on. Mm-hmm. He's still really big and kind of gangly. So he wanted quick leaving there. And that first turn comes up so fast. And, and so, you know, we were, we, you know, we wind up before we wind up, but it's, uh, I was, to be honest with you, I was right behind uh, the winner there actually. So, you know, it, it, this tight turn, these tight, this tight racetrack just didn't suit him quite yet. He's not quite developed. He's going to get a whole lot better than that horse is. You watch down the road. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he don't find himself a good one somewhere down the road. I'm, yeah. over, I'm over here sharpening my pencil and taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly watching the race and watching where we were positioned. Seemed like it was just uh, still in good position to fire at the top of the stretch and just kind of a little flattened out a little bit. But I, they were still considerably closer than uh, I think a lot of people maybe thought originally early in the race. So I was asking. Yeah, no, I mean, again, you know, I was. I was hoping that he would be your your usual Nyquist uh, by Nyquist, and usually they're a little bit uh, quicker, more more a little shorter, more athletic. Man, I walked out the saw man. He's big, man. He's tall. <laughs> I mean, he's a lot of horse. He, he must got that from his mother's side or something. But but uh, but he'll he'll grow into that frame, and he's, he's going to be all right down the road. Yeah, duly noted. In the, in that same race, we did see the two Albar get scratched after acting up in the gate. The vet scratches Albar horse. Is okay. Modern games. I don't know what you really saw on this, but modern games, from what I think, assumed. I think the vet assumed that he broke through the gate. When in reality, the gate was open for safety reasons for the two, uh, and then was re-entered for purse money only. I mean, what do you make of all this? What's your What's your play on it? And have you ever seen anything like that before? I mean, obviously, maybe because you've been racing a long time. It's a funny thing in racing. About the time you think there's nothing else you could possibly see, <laughs> all the hundreds of years of race, yeah. and then and then sure enough, there is happens all the time uh, it's funny in all sports doesn't it when you think there's no way you can see nothing else you can possibly ever see it and then something pops up uh, none of us knew it but they even scratched the one none of the jocks knew it oh wow you know there were seven vets back there and i think one of them just thought he broke through and radio in oh the one broke through and that's the automatic scratch right so i think that you know someone he must have called up the stewards oh the one broke through and so it was an automatic scratch. but but he, but he didn't they let him out Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that, right? You know, we were all just getting up and getting getting away and getting safe, and none of us knew that. And then once they realized right away, I, you know, they called back and said, "No, no, no, he, he didn't break through. We let him out." Well, they had already announced it really yeah. quick, and so it is what it is, which is really, really horrible, sad for for the gambler, man. I mean, the guys who had to pick five or whatever. You're talking to three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? It's got to be something, some sort of a, I don't know, kickback. I guess you, you get your money back or, or, or you don't lose, do you? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the, the sad part is that the horizontal bets, you get the odds on favorite at the time. And then the, the worst part about it is that 
thankfully, I mean, the horse was okay. The one horse was fine because it wasn't yeah. let out uh, of the gate from the front. Scratch on accident, ran for personal money only, and then wins the race. It's kind of more of the irritation. You know, you get a you get a cut and you scratch it, and it just made it itch more because in modern games would have been the favorite. It would yeah, have been the favorite. I think that's was going that's, in was the favorite, uh, <clears throat> and then all the horizontal bets would have had the winner, and that's like the fair play. And there's talk about spreading and getting the all button in those positions, which will dampen down the purse, but it doesn't eliminate your ticket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole thing was messed up. I mean, yeah. I do feel bad though, too, for them a little bit, just because, I mean, it's like the Super Bowl week, right? It's the biggest stage, you know, they had to make a decision and they didn't really have all the facts. So they just, I think they made the decision for the best of the horse. They had to go they with what know, they could do. You know, so yeah. they're getting a lot of bad rap too, which kind of sucks, but you know, you'd have to, you'd have to honestly talk to the vet and the stewards to, <laughs> to really find out the, 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 how it all went down. None of us really know, to be honest yeah. with you. We don't have their numbers. They don't give us their numbers. <laughs> no, they won't give us numbers. Yeah, for this reason, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I just that one horse warming up, and I, I, even after he'd gone through the gate, they brought him back, and we all got off. And I was, I was just looking at him, and he's not a very big or someone, I think it was, I don't forget who what shock it was, but he ain't very big, is he? I said, but watch him walk, man. I mean, he just walked like an athlete. I said, I bet you that song doesn't have some turn of foot, man. He yeah. looked like a cat. And sure enough, man, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he ran just like he was moving, you know? Yeah. I what? think that was Bill Buick. Yeah, I think it was Bill Buick. What's that downtime like on something like this where you guys are off horse and like, <laughs> like yeah, adrenaline run and then you got to shut it down for 10 minutes? Like, Keep your horse calm. Watching, I, I, in me anyway, I don't know what the other guys do, but I just keep my eye on all, all, all of the horses and see who's handling it, it all well. And, and if, if maybe the favorite's not handling it that well, that could be a good thing for, for me if my horse is handling it well, you know, or... You know, it could be my horse isn't handling well. Now I'm going, oh heck, you know. So you just just watching, see how they're they're all handling. You know, that's different for them. They're not used to stuff like that, and, and they're young. And when stuff like that happens, well, they can sure rile one up pretty quick. But but you could tell as soon as he came back, even after letting him through, most horses would have been inside out. And he he came back behind the gate. He was a just cool man, Luke man. He was just walking around like a cat. Man. I was, I Panther, man. I mean, he's going to be a hard metal. And sure enough, of course, he won. But yeah. again, he was already favorite. That's crazy. Dude. Mike, have you ever had to run for purse money only like that before? You know, you know I mean, it's happened. That's not unusual, uh, you know, for, for, uh, for different reasons. Uh, there's a lot of, you guys probably know half of the reasons that a horse would run for purse mm-hmm. run money only. But, but yeah, we've all kind of been in that situation. I mean, it, it, to us, it's no different. You know we're not we're not gambling, so I mean we're we're going to get paid same regardless. Who? So, <laughs> so so for us it's it's it, it, you know we don't even treat it any different whatsoever. So so it's not really a big thing for for the rider, you know, or, or but you know it is certainly is for the for the for the gambler. Got it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Mike, for the classic, you know, jumping forward a little bit, how did you really see that race? unfold you know looking at the competition and what was your strategy on our collector well the strategy was to jump well you know we weren't going to take nothing you know, nothing away that came easy the hiccup in in the whole race was that, that medina spirit kicked it away he didn't break and when he didn't break that just completely changed the the, the whole outlook of the, the first quarter of a mile i mean because he was supposed to be right there with the uh, nick Bowles, yep. mm-hmm. you know yeah and I was going to try and tip out to the outside. I thought I'd be probably laying fourth. 
about three or four off of them and make one good run at them is right. what I want to do. But I want to away running so that I could do that, so that I could tip out, you know. And, man, we left the gate, and I, he wasn't there. I looked to my outside, and he wasn't there again. I looked there again. He still ain't there. And, man, I mean, I'm the only guy that can push him. So it put my horse in, in a in a pretty tough spot because, he, he, you know, he didn't want to be the guy having to push the pace. Right, right, right. My shit to beat them was let someone else do the dirty work, and then I was going to come try and clean it up, you yeah. know. And, and, and it did for me, you know. It really kind of messed my race up. Medina surprisingly still went on and run well. I mean, he beat the rest of the three-year-olds, and, and he certainly didn't get beat by a margin that's embarrassing at all. I right. mean, it, you could almost say, God, man, what, what would have happened if he would have broke? You know, it certainly would have been a horse race, I'll tell you that. You know, and, and who knows, maybe he would have pushed him hard enough that, that a horse like me or, 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 or Hot Rod Charlie would have come up and, and got it. You know, no one knows. But, but yeah, the whole race certainly changed whenever he got away at that. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's what we were thinking too. Because when we were handicapping, that's kind of what we saw too. We were like, okay, yeah. Dick Skull's going to go to the front, and somebody's going to push with them. You and, know, and Medina breaks spirit, right? so well, and it likes to be forwardly placed in all of our, uh, the races. It just assumed that Medina Spirit would go yeah. with, and uh, when that didn't happen, and, yeah. and Joel was out there on his own, it was like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, my horse, you know, his last three races that he's won, he's been able to to be the controlling horse mm-hmm. where where he he's on. But he's not quick enough to be in front of Nick Skull. And the only time he came from off the pace and ran really well was in the bluegrass. <clears throat> but then there was enough pace for him where he could just sit back and just make that one run. I wound up getting myself pushed into a spot to where I was the, the somewhat of the chaser, you know. Yeah, the one right. to make sure Nick Skull don't get away with an easy, <laughs> easy quarter. But I didn't want to use myself up too much as well. So I'm trying to do a little of both. And, and, and you know, that certainly wasn't my horse's strength. And, and I think that really hurt us. Yeah, Mike, I don't know if you heard out there in Del Mar, but Stats was yelling, don't go, Mike, don't go, hold back and wait. Because <laughs> uh, he was, he saw the same strategy we did, and it was, it was just surprising that the fractions got away for, for Nick's go that they did. Yeah, I mean, look, if if, if if I don't even go somewhat, I mean, how how easy of a race is he going to have around there? Yeah, I mean, right. we're in a dollar race to try and win it. I went in there to be second or third or fourth, you right. know? Yeah, put yourself in a spot after that to, to win and, and, and to make sure that Nick Go is, is pushed somewhat. I mean, you can't just let him gallop around there. Otherwise, he's going to win by 10, you know? Right. Just, it is what it is. I didn't want to be that horse. And my horse isn't used to that kind of race. And when, when he's been in that situation in the past, like the Preakness and other, he just he folded. And, and that's kind of what happened again. It just wasn't the right kind of strategy for us. Yeah. I don't think I could have changed it any because I, I jumped so darn well. I actually jumped better than all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I left there good, but then Nick Skull was quick enough to get in front of me. Now I'm, you know, I just went ahead and, you know, helped him out of there to make sure that I'm forward in place. And then where's Medina Spirit? He's supposed to shoot, take over the thing. And I'm supposed <laughs> to tip to the outside on the fourth, but he got away so bad. I mean, he was just, he was just back there, man. <laughs> it's hard. Cause we, we say it all the time. It's hard to handicap for, you know, a horse that does something totally outside its game plan. Someone else do it, then then he can. You know, he won't be far off of it, but then he'll push. You know, then yeah. he'll go on for the game plan that he doesn't like. Yeah, I know Johnny stated to the public that they were going to go, and then when he didn't, and his feet were in the dashboard earlier, it's like, okay, so you maybe saving a little bit instead of going <laughs> to the front. Just a little contradictory than what was like public or whatever. But you can't give him a five link head start and then then go ball to the wall going right. around the quarter. I mean, you you then you, you you you're not going to run second. Right. You're not even going to run third. You're probably going to run fifth, six, maybe even further back, you know, mm-hmm. if you do something like that. So, I mean, he rode the race the way he had to after with, with the Absolutely. hand he was dealt. You know? Yeah. 
trust me, if you're broke, you're, you're the push team. You're the win. <laughs> exactly. So in your opinion, you know, there's obviously a lot of talks. Essential uh, Quality obviously didn't run the race that I think a lot of people thought as well. Who do you think is in the running this year for Horse of the Year, and who would be your, your top runner? Well, top three-year-old, you know, you'd have to give it to Medina Spirit, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Well, you don't have to. I mean, I guess <laughs> have we do what you say, Mike. Holly <laughs> you know, certainly, you know, certainly ran some big races this summer for three-year-old. But again, Medina won the Derby, and, and you know, he beat all the three-year-olds in the Classic. You know, so again, Nick Stoll wins the Classic. So, how, I mean, how are you going to take that take that away from him? Yeah, you know? Right. Yeah, I think we're all in the same boat on that one. I don't know who. Yeah. <laughs> Jury's out on this side yeah. of the table as well. Tina would certainly get older than any other horse would get horse of the year, older horse and horse of the year. Right. I just like that. I mean, you called and we talked about it before we got you on, Mike, was we were all impressed that Medina and his spirit didn't quit. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, got backed off from what he normally likes to do and then closed really well down the stretch. So it was nice to see a little bit different look from him. So that's what sold me as the best three-year-old for me. Yeah, you know, and it's good to see, you know, he doesn't need to leave. You know, I mean, I think he's gotten, he's gotten, as he's gotten older, he, he doesn't, I don't think he does need to leave. But, he, but he, in saying that, he also doesn't want to lose his whole back end, leaving there and give him a five-league head start either. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't going to see the horse like Nick Bo doing that. Uh, you know, again, I would, I, you know, you know, who knows how good he would run if, if he breaks, you know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Next year, Breeders' Cup. Next year. Next year, yeah. run him again. <laughs> No one will ever be able to know. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> so, Mike, you, you rode with Bob Baffert on Friday, then Mott on Saturday. How different are they to work with in terms of how they want their horses run? Man, they're both great coaches, man, but both great great trainers, man. It's, you know, it'd be like Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. I mean, man, they're both two of the greatest <laughs> you know, coaches of all. Yeah. You play for either one of them. Are you kidding me? They're, 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 they're amazing. You're a Hall of Fame jock. It's... <laughs> It's Breeders' Cup. It's a Super Bowl. You got you got Belichick and Parcells going. When you guys are putting strategy together, is it collaborative? Is it directive? Or do they hand you the keys of the car and say, "Bring it home, washed and gas"? <laughs> like how does how does that work with someone of your stature? We both know each other's styles. You know, I know both their styles really well. We we all know the competition really well. We know what each individual horse, how it likes to run, or how or how it's been running. So, I mean, it pretty much paints itself, but, but, but yeah, you do go over it and, and then, and then it's up to me to, to or, or Johnny, whoever to where if, if plan A doesn't work, then, then plan, you know, B, C and D are all on me. You know, I, I got to figure out what in, in a fifth of a second, what's going to be the right thing to do here. You know, to, to, to me, it's always plan A didn't work and you didn't get away running. Well then, man, I just completely just rely on the horse to just, to just tell me or show me what he, what he's wanted and what, you know, it, this, you know, for me, if he, like, like Johnny did with Medina Spirit, he got up, you can't send him from there. It, you know, he just went ahead, let's just take baby steps to get back into the race and then see if we can pull out the best, you know, placing that we could actually pull out. So that's what you try to do. You just try to, you know, you know, make sure that if, if they did get away bad or something happened, leaving there and plan A's out the door that the plan, you know, B and C are, are, are well within the horse's ability and, and, and what he's capable of doing it and if he's comfortable doing it. You know, if you go from getting left to sending him all of a sudden off the bridle, you're asking him to do too much. But then again, I mean, if, if they, you know, if they leave their, you know, you're running and you're throwing them down, trying to pull them back, I mean, sometimes that ain't good either. It's almost like grassman. So you got to find that, that happy medium and you got to find, you, 
as long as you get a horse, wherever, whatever happened, even there after that, into a comfortable rhythm in a happy place where they're breathing and you can feel that their 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 body language and they're they're comfortable. They're gonna run. Now you might have already given up too much ground, like Medina Spirit did leaving the gate to win, but they're gonna run good. Yeah. So that's really all you do, you know. And then you you try, especially on the dirt, is to have the smoothest, clearest trip possible, especially in the critical parts of the race, which is you know not only the start, but when you start to move from about the three eighth pole to the quarter pole, man, if you have to tap on the brakes at that point, man, it's it's hard to, to, to make it up and, and, and get going again. You, you want that part of the race to be smooth, as smooth as can be, where you got a good, clear run at them. Unless you're in the pocket just loaded, you know, and you're just that you're just running that good on that day, then you can do that on the dirt. You know, it's different. You know, the dirt, it's a lot tougher to get, get going over than it is the turf. That's why the turf, you can save so much ground and it still explodes. You can stay in that pocket and you can save all that ground. And then, and then, then they can still get over it so quick that, that saving the ground really helps you. Whereas on the dirt, sometimes you'll save some ground, but if you have to grab a hole and tap on the brake, say it's just if, you know it's the three-eighth pole in between the three-eighth pole and the quarter pole, and you're you're having to tap on the brake, it's harder to get going again. You know the dirt is just so much deeper and, and more taxing, so it's harder to get get over. So at that point, you you you'd almost want to. I almost sometimes would rather lose a little bit of ground than, than have to tap on the brakes at that point. Yeah. Mike, I could sit here sitting on my hands, not saying a word and listen to you talk about this all night. <laughs> this would work for me, you know, and, and, and certain things work, work for other people different, you know, it just depends on how you situation that you're in. But I just know on dirt, man, I, I'd rather have a smoother trip than, than a ground saving trip. If the ground saving trip is going to have me tapping on the brakes or, or hitting, hitting the horses, you know, slowing them down from the three pole to the quarter pole, that's a very crucial place. That's a place where you want to actually build the momentum up and keep it going. Because once you build it up, especially on big, heavy horses, once you get them going, man, you have to tap on the brakes and you, it's like starting all over again, man. Yeah. It's hard to get going again. Whereas the, the grass is totally different. I think I may add professor. <laughs> Professor Mike yeah, Smith, my open next time you come on. <laughs> Put the MD in there? I would. Preach, Rev. Yeah. It's like Da Vinci talking about how to paint. Oh, you know? man. So good. Jesus, man. Why do you, why do you have to, man, he lost him. He had to go around. I said, man, trust me. He, he, you'd rather go around and be behind him on the dirt in between the street and the photo pole, right. grabbing them, trying to get him going again because it's just not. You got him running, and, and they're going to they're gonna run. They're going to keep running. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Mike, so I was scrolling through uh, Twitter over the weekend and looking at all the pictures of the Breeders' Cup, wishing I was there, but uh, I scrolled across a picture of you, Johnny V, and Frankie DeTori, and I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's a lot of greatness. That's a lot of talent right, yeah, there. right there. And uh, yeah. I was just imagining, I mean, how fun was it just, you know, catching up, trading stories, you know, just getting together for this weekend and just, you know, having a blast. How How was that? Oh, it's always a good time to see the boys, man, from overseas and guys you hadn't seen in a while. And, you know, Johnny, I get to see, you know, a few more times a, a year, of course, and then I do Frankie. But but when we all get together, it's just always a blast, man. It's just like, <laughs> like old high school buddies, man, get to see each other again after a few years. You know, it's it's, it's, it's always fun, man. That's what it looked like. It looked like a reunion. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> About 50, is he 50, 51, you know, and, and I'm, you know, you know, my age and then Johnny's going to be 50 here pretty soon and so man we're still we're still plugging away and doing really well man so kind of proud of proud of us old guys yeah uh, you guys keep keep doing what you do 
as we start to focus on uh, next year's Kentucky Derby, that's what we do. We get done with Breeders' Cup. We're focusing on Kentucky Derby right away next year. Road to the Derby starts yep. tomorrow. <laughs> starts starts today. Uh, it's kind of difficult for us because, you know, we see the leading favorite in our eyes. Obviously, the winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which would be Corniche, due to some unique circumstances. Don't know if Corniche is actually going to be in the, the Kentucky Derby this year. What I really want to get from you is you've been on a lot of two-year-olds that have gone on to be contenders and be in contention for Kentucky Derby. Where does Corniche fall in the horses that you've run on before as two-year-olds and expectations of what maybe Corniche could do in the Derby if Corniche is able to get in? Well, he certainly deserves to be, you know, the early line. I mean, the favorite right now. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing to, not to deserve it. He's done all that's been asked of him, and he's, he's extremely talented, man. I mean, this, this is the kind of horse that could that can win the Derby. I mean, he's that, he's that smart. He's that good. He's that fast. He's got the stamina, and and there seems to be a whole lot of upside to him. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the bottom of him yet, which is really good, a really good sign going into the three-year-old year that there's more, there's room to improve. You know, sometimes when you get on a three-year-old, you you ask them, I mean, a two-year-old, yes, Rami, and they and they giving you, and you can feel, man, boy, I got to the bottom of him. He gave me all he had. You know, I haven't felt that yet with this horse, which is a really good thing. At this time of year, it's really good going into your three-year-old. You know, thinking, wow, there's more upside to him than 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 anything else, and, and so he should get a whole lot better. What this point thing is gonna, what the outcome is gonna be of all this, I have no idea. I just think it's, it's totally unfair, but it is what it is. I, I don't. Know that part of it, you know, that's something that 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 I'm sure Bob and his team are working on, and, and yeah. I'm sure there'll be something that comes of it. Uh, I just don't know what, but it would be uh, just horrible if, if this horse is unable to run in the Derby because it's not fair. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the Corniche is you know? a unique talent, and, and your endorsement really just enforces that fact with us. And five, just to even even buy this horse. You know, not to mention, you know, all everything else that they spent to get him trained and, and to get him where he's at today, and what, and it would just wouldn't be fair to race and uh, to the fans and the people and, and the betters and the, um, certainly the owners and all the connections and everyone involved, the trainers, and it's Bob that you know for him not to get a chance to run in there, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm hoping the whole yeah. thing gets worked out. Us as well. Yeah, I, just, I, I want to see coordination there. I want everything yeah. to be, just want everything to be settled. I think it, you know we speak for a lot of the listeners that just kind of want want things to move forward mm-hmm. in the sport. I think we have too many things that set us back in the sport. It's good to have something to move forward on, and to, you know, I think there's a lot of changes in the upcoming year that uh, I think is positive for the sport as well. So you know, just put the best players in the game. I think that's the most important part. And just even just a fan of horse racing, I just want to see what Corniche is capable of. Yes. you know, I want to see this horse take it to the the highest of highs. You know, I want to see uh, what he's really made of, you know? He deserves that chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done, done everything everyone's after. He's competed in the greatest races that we have here so far in the United States. And it's just, he's running extremely well. And and, and, and like I said, he's, he's that kind of horse, man. He has that kind of talent. So I'm sure hoping he gets his chance. Yeah. Frank, we do too. It. Yep, absolutely. We do too. We, we want to see a, at Kentucky Derby. Uh, that's just that's just us. No doubt. <laughs> the only cash the ticket I cashed really all solid all, all weekend was at Corniche. So uh yeah, I do want to Yeah, I've always got three derbies in me and, and he could certainly be my third, man. Absolutely. We'll be pulling for you, that's for sure. Well, Mike, I know uh you got plans tonight, so we want we don't want to keep you. I've got uh only four lightning round questions. They are Thanksgiving based. <laughs> Should be easy ones for you. Should be quick ones, and then we'll get you anyway. You okay with that? Sure. All right, here we go. 
favorite side dish? I like the mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. Nice. I went on that. How about least favorite? I, I, I like cranberry, but just, just a little bit of it. <laughs> just a little. My just, man, I, just I a little. Stand just a little. Cranberry. Is football on during dinner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, I want to personally thank your Jets for uh, pretty much giving me my survivor pool win with that big win over the Bengals two weeks ago. So thank you. You know, for a team that loses a lot, I don't know. They're, they're still kind of fun to watch this year, man. <laughs> they I mean, have been. Not, at least they're scoring some points, man. Well, the rookie QB and then the rookie running back, Michael Carter's look really good, too. Doing <laughs> good. Apple pie or pumpkin pie? Oh, I'm a, a huge pumpkin pie, man. Let's go. Oh, all right. There Let's go. go. <laughs> I love it. It's always the big debate. All pumpkin and a whole lot of whipped cream. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, re- you doing ready whip or you doing cool whip? Give me whatever you got. Uh, <laughs> and lots of it. And Mix them together. It. <laughs> Mike, are you uh, are you staying in Carlsbad? Are you going to New Mexico? What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? We'll go down to, uh, we're, we're in Carlsbad right now, but we'll go down to uh, a Long Beach and spend it with my with my wife's family there. Nice, nice, very cool. Nice. We don't have enough silverware and, and plates and everything else yet. We just we just moved yeah, in Sunday. Just, yeah. stuff, so we're still working. Okay, so nothing but DoorDash is what's going. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, well, Mike, God, God bless you. Congratulations again on uh, another Breeders' Cup win. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Again, I all of us could just sit here and listen to you preach about horse racing all night but we know you got to go so we'll let you get back to your life man <laughs> well, thank you guys man and, and again thank the lord man he's blessed me again and, and all of you guys and your family and have a great thanksgiving coming up and and uh, hope to talk to you guys soon well, that sounds good sounds thank good. you so much mike really thank appreciate you. it all right guys we'll talk to you later all right take care Whew. oh man wow every time every time it's the second time mike's mike's come on and when we're done, it's like nothing else matters after that conversation. <laughs> I know. I mean, so much good insight all the time. Great stories. Tells you stuff that you'll never hear anywhere else. Oh. You know? Just the, the insight alone. I yeah. mean, like, I don't know. You won't get that insight anywhere else. Let me yeah. tell you that. Could talk to him for hours, really, but, to be honest with you. And we've talked about it, right? We're, you know, we're just three schmucks in Wisconsin. And, you know, we got Mike Smith breaking down strategy and... Like it's just yeah. phenomenal. Like it's so gracious of him to to come in and spend time. Yeah, first and foremost, appreciate his time. God and bless him. It's just it's it's awe. It's awe inspiring. If there's if there's new listeners who are new to the horse racing game, like you know, we got it was Tiger Woods of yeah. golf coming on, right? Yeah. Michael Jordan, yeah, <laughs> Michael All Jordan. Fans. That's that's yeah. damn. That's Tiger coming on after he won the 08 Masters, yeah. right? Yeah. Or the 08 U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come. I'll come hang out with with you guys. Like well, it's just so cool. And it's even funny too. You know, it's like uh, he's. Obviously, we all know who Mike Smith is, but he's got that championship, that winner's mentality. Like, even when we were talking about the scratch, oh, like, oh, what are you doing during that? You know, maybe just chatting with other jockeys. Like, I'm dude, watching all the other horses. Right. No. He's just, I'm eyeballing he's just every in the game, right? He's yeah. like, I'm looking at everybody else. He's got that Jordan, Kobe mentality. I'm here to like, win. I'm, ready, I'm here I'm to win. In. Like, oh. <laughs> I race to win. I don't race yeah. for a second. Oh. That's how you know you're talking to a great, you know, talking to greatness yeah. right there. I just get more inspired and, and more excited about the game of thoroughbred racing every time I talk to him. I'm just, I know. yeah, just. Just leaves me wanting more every time. He's the showmanship that he has about him it's, every time he comes on. He's the probably smart for having having dinner plans because we <laughs> we, <laughs> probably, we probably could have chewed his ear off for another two hours. Yeah, but again, uh, thank you to Mike Smith. He's got a lot going on. He just moved, just got done Breeders' Cup, and just so gracious of him to spend some time yeah, with us. To take the time, I was appreciative. Yeah. Yeah, can't thank wait to have him on in the future. I can't wait to see him on Cornish yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I really, man, just fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That horse oh, yeah. deserves an opportunity. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we were we were scheduled to do some handicapping. I don't know. Do we even do we even do anything? <laughs> like, should we just leave and go to bed? Like, I mean, talking to Mike, I feel like. You know, <laughs> how do you top that? Everything you know? we're doing here is a letdown. <laughs> 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 right. Now you guys have to listen to us talk for another twenty minutes. Sorry. So. <laughs> Enjoy Sorry. our boring banter. <laughs> Oh, I guess my. we could do three races. All right, but. fine. Yep, yeah, we got opening weekend of the Aqueduct meet. We're going to go over there. We're going to check out. Uh, I think a light slate. All three, all three race set at, at Aqueduct, and yeah. uh, we'll get the heck out of here. Get yourself a little pick three action, maybe. Yeah, maybe. A little P three. Yeah, that'd be nice. Put out some pictures for uh, on the Twitter. Dabble with it. We're gonna start in the seventh race. Six and a half furlongs. This is a purse of seventy four thousand for fillies and mares, three year olds and upwards. Fold in New York State, which have never won fifteen thousand twice, other than the maiden claiming or starter, or which have never won three races or optional claiming of forty five thousand. Damn, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. Uh, that's what she said. What I she am said. going, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off here. This she, she's never said that to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> More about, that's Mark it. that. All right. Um, okay, so here's here's my angle. I'm going with the six currently right here. Ruby's in time for Manny Franco. Uh, the reason I'm going here is that the horse is actually getting back into state bred class. It's ran its last couple races here at 92,000 uh, allowance races conditioned. It hasn't really fared out well, but we're dropping back into the 45,000 condition optional claiming and state bread where it really has done well getting Manny Franco back on again uh, for this kind of class drop. Uh, I think just sits a little better. Uh, the only other state bread outside of this same kind of condition was a $100,000 stakes race back on June 12th where it came in third by two lengths with uh, Joel Rosario. Other than that, a winner by a length and a half, a length and a quarter, winner by a length, and then... Um, Fairly close and up near. I think this was going to be poorly placed in this race. It's probably its best opportunity. So I am going to take Ruby's in time uh, in this seven threes. God, this just feels right. I mean, back oh, to no. normalcy. You know, we're so well, way we off. We don't even we agree. Are so anything? we are so way off on picks. It's, it's yeah. I feel better. You know? Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I a lot better. <laughs> it actually worked out well for you. <laughs> um, I see this as. An aqueduct, I love horses that go to the front. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about it all the time the speed in the front. It's it, it yeah. kills that aqueduct, you know. So, right. Um, I'm gonna go back to the last year's winning jockey in the winter meet at Aqueduct. I'm going Eric Cancel and Linda Rice on the five. Beautiful Karen. Um, I just I'm I'm taking a look at two starts back and you see this horse went out to the front. Um, Eric was aboard an eighty thousand allowance race and won by a neck. I think this horse, if you get that same exact trip, that's going to be the horse to beat. You know how dangerous Eric Hansel and Linda Rice are when they absolutely came up, especially at Aqueduct. I mean, they were on fire, unconscious last year. So that's kind of my angle there. Um, I think that if they get to the front, they're going to be very tough to beat. And then I see, obviously, somebody else that's going to be the lone speed. I think so. Either one of those, whoever goes to the don't front. count out uh, don't count out the six going to the front. I know that doesn't show it in the most recent attempts here, but if you start going back to the the class here, like February of 20, 20, 26th of this year or in January of this year, horse can go to the front in this class. You're going to see, I believe you're going to see Manny push the pace here and go to the front. That's why I believe you're probably going to get a price as well. Beautiful Karen will be there. I don't know. I mean, Beautiful don't know. Karen hasn't been worse than five lengths yeah. in any of its races. Breaks well. Basically this yeah. year, uh, minus the one in January. Yep. So I agree. I like it. I actually uh, follow the same thought process. I've got the five on top. I'm, I'm going right with it with the early speed and with Eric Cancel, reigning yep. champion. Um, so I've got the five on top. I've got the two coming in behind it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Breakfast at Bonnie's. Um, I do like the early speed. I like the early speed figures. I like the way it broke its maiden at 70K under one of our good friends, Kendrick Karamush. <laughs> 
that's where I like, I like Luis Saez yeah. coming in here. I like him coming back. I like him getting out. I see some early speed here. Um, I don't see him going to the front. I see him back pocket. I, I see him taking second. Um, that's, I'm going to put the five on top of it. And that was the other horse I was alluding to is the two. Luis yeah. Saez. If he gets aggressive and goes to the front and pushes Eric a little has bit. Has the shot. Yeah. yeah, has a good shot at, you know, possibly, you know, taking first and maybe Eric sits back in second. But yeah, I think it's between those two for the lead. I think that's six. So you guys are on two five. I'm on six, two, five. <laughs> Basically, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think the six yeah. actually can no, I think have a better showing. Yeah. I think we're pretty much there. Six two five. I don't like going off speed a lot at Aqueduct, but uh, just that race, I think it's really yeah. speed. Uh, moving on to the eighth race, six furlongs. This is a allowance eighty two thousand condition. It's a purse of eighty two thousand dollars. This is for three year olds and upwards, which have never won fifteen thousand other than maiden claiming starter or state bred allowance, or which have never won two races. Now this race. I'm going to kind of change it off here. I only see one horse with actual speed, and I'm going to go with it, and that's the five. That's a happy medium. Big thing for me here, I see it as the true speed. I see it as the lone speed. I think the six is going to go and press. I don't think the six will be able to last. I'm going to think that the five can actually outrun them, and uh, probably more so near the top of the stretch. The rest of the field is going to look to close, so it's all about the the trip that this five gets with happy medium. Again, I'm going with Manny Franco. This is uh, Michelle Nevin. I like the last race specifically on September 30th, right? Breaks is made at $90,000, one handily by nine and a quarter lengths. And then I do like the workout on November 3rd at Belmont, five furlongs in a minute. Huge transitional change from October 20th when it ran a five furlongs of 102 and three. All of a sudden, this horse goes ahead and breaks a one minute flat, basically five furlongs, one out of 21 on November 3rd. And then a nice easy four furlong breeze, 22 out of 26, just to give it a little blowout before the race. I'm sticking with the new winning horse to, uh, after just breaking his maiden to get it second in a row out of run happy uh, i'm all over happy medium i think that's the that's the horse to beat here Agreed. i've got multiple check marks next to this horse so yeah i mean for everything you just said this is the horse to beat i think manny franco is going to give the same exact ride as last time um so i'm co-signing here with the five i think that's a tough one um i i will have to go back to my boy uh my guy Eric can't sell though on this one if the uh, yeah. horse comes off the stalking trip i mean this horse isn't as classy as you know, moving up five, it's yeah. moving up a little bit here, but I mean, one, four of the last five races it's ran. So, I mean, this horse is in great form. It's running that stalking trip every single time. Mm-hmm. Very consistent, exactly where this horse is probably going to be put in this race as well. Um, you'll probably sit that second, third, maybe fourth spot and then try to make a move late. But I, I really do like the five a lot in here. So, okay. I think five with a six is going to be my play. Yeah, hey, look at you. You're back on board. Well, when you take the favorite, it's, uh, <laughs> I can't go against Yeah, there's I, no way you can go against it. It's kind I can't of like go against the, Yeah, ice cold pick here. You, know, you like, can't get away from the five. I agree yeah. with you. I'm going to throw the seven in here as well. I'm, I'm looking at Kendrick um, coming actually off the pace behind mm-hmm. um, the six. That's a good call. Um, so I'm looking at that five, six, seven with a five, six, seven. And something else later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do like the five on top and I see, <clears throat> I see the six stalking being able to not press the pace, but stay in there. And then I see Kendrick coming down the stretch to hit yeah. the board. I, I like, I like this race for two reasons. I think, you know, that one Oh three buyer rating too, for the last time off for happy medium, again, 90,000 maiden race. I know we're going up against uh, horses that have already won before, right. For the first time. So there's always that tendency to be like, maybe you got to wait and see what it does. But I'm looking at the competition, and I, I think he could just go ahead and repeat. And that's why I'm heavy on the five. But I think this is a race where you can get a price behind it. I think so, too. Yeah, you too. And I think we're on the same page on that. But we'll get back to that when we come up to live long shots. Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, let's finish up this pick three with the uh, ninth race. It's a mile on the turf. This is the Artie Schiller Stakes, purse of $150,000 for three-year-olds and upwards. And 
there's a lot of classy horses in here. Ooh, horses yeah. that are dropping down, probably just dropping for a tag. And that's where I see the six tell your daddy. John Velasquez, Thomas Morley. I know, kid, give me the eyeballs. I know this is your horse, but, you know, <laughs> this five-year-old gelding out of scat daddy just really is telling me everything that I need to see. I mean, we've got one, two, three, seven starts this year and competitive in every single race. The one I can throw out, which was the poker, the grade three, which is going back in June. But since then has run three great races, two at Saratoga and one at Keeneland, one at grade two and one at grade one, where just actually missed last time out uh, against In Love. And we know where that horse finished uh, in the high stakes races uh, just recently. So I think that you're going to see Tell Your Daddy set the stalking trip and win this race with uh, some early speed to track down. So I like that he's going to have the target in front because there is a lot of early speed. And I think that stalking trip for John Velasco is what's going to really kind of pull through in the stretch. I'm, I'm going to tell your daddy <clears throat> and tell your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my uh, that's my top as well. Uh, you know, that makes three you know, of us. Yeah, I know. It's like you know how high I was. On yeah, you, you think Wait, I'm, doing, you, you think you I'm doing it just to take yours? Probably. I would. I'm on a hot streak. <laughs> Be crazy not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like this horse when it was, you know, twenty to one. I like this horse now when it's going to probably be the odds-on favorite. I mean, eight to five. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like. I, I don't know how you, it should have won the last race. I'll say it yeah. again. I'll say, Agreed. It's like the fifth time I'm going to say it. it should have won. Agreed. Some like Hot Brown screwed me. Agreed. And screwed this horse. So I, that's my top pick. It's the revenge. Dropping, this is a red, red, yeah. revenge. And you're dropping in yeah. class and you yeah. get Johnny V. I mean, what's not to, yeah. what can you take away from that other than yeah. you? It's not the only class, but it's the big, it's the big one for me because I, yeah. I watched that race with you. We were so enamored mm-hmm. and yeah. should have won that race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my pick too. Um, I do like the three. Rinaldi, I think that Luis Saez getting a you know getting maybe an aggressive trip on this horse, get up sure. to the front, which is exactly what this horse is going to do. Try to steal the race, shortening up in distance a little bit here, which I like that as well because that last mile in the sixteenth just obviously you can see by the results of the race just flattened out at the end there. So yep. didn't have enough at the end. I think shortening up in distance, you're going to get out to the front. You're going to get aggressive. You're going to get an aggressive jockey, Luis Saez. You know maybe. Has too much to to make up at the end and and pulls this one out of a uh, pulls this one out. So that's my other my other pick. But okay, tell your daddy is still my pick. Interesting. Yeah. So I've got the six and the three in there. <laughs> um, I'll sneak one in here with the two Olympic runner, another classy horse. I think yeah. wildly outclassed in in the last race, grade two, closed really well. Terrible start, bad trip out the gate, hit the actual gate. Yeah. Nine and a half off the length. Actually, he had enough horse for them to go from to catch up and hit the board. Yeah. So I thought it showed some resilience there. Way out six furlongs. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it it motored the turn of foot early, right, to get him back in the spot to see enough, have enough gas to be one and a half lengths off the lead after that. Like pretty, it, that's super impressive for me. Um, I think he was way outclassed in the grade one, uh, one mile. That's where we saw Tom Cruise, Space, Space Traveler, and one of your favorites, get uh, Raging Bull, <laughs> yep. um, Raging Bull. run away. Um, but that was coming after another tactical stalking speed win in a grade two. Um, so he's coming way down. I think he's got a shot to uh, come off the pace a little bit, and if not win, hit the board. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even in a grade two, like you said, I mean, just hitting the gate and then making up all that ground in a grade two. That's impressive. Yeah. No. And I was like I said, six furlongs. I think that's a good closing angle to have Mm -hmm. with a lot of top speed in here. A lot of early speed. I think March to Arch with Dylan Davis also gives a competitive close possibly to hit the board. And Mark Cassie on turf. Yeah. It's Cassie on turf and, uh, you know, five furlongs in a minute flat. 
Well, Cassie's got Olympic runner Halloween. and March yeah. to Arch. She's got you know both of the both of the closers on turf. So. And Woodbine, I've told you before that yeah. Woodbine is tough. Man, I can't I can't sink that horse or that yeah. track. I, I just I don't know. This is I think this is uh I when we first looked at it, I, w- I was blown away by how many horses are coming. I don't want to say coming down, but they're classy horses yeah. running this race. So, yeah, boy. And we chatted about that a little bit. I think it's just the time of year that uh, you're going to race where the races are available, right? So you're going to get some shippers in from Woodbine. There's now at Equinox what's going on, you know, as far as New York and, and that neck of the woods, unless you're really going to travel outside of that to look for any kind of stakes race. So I, I think there's a lot of talent in this race, but I just, again, I'm just. I also want to say there's an unwritten rule that Flavia should always be. <laughs> run by Flavian. Flavian. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you break that up? If he was on it, I'd probably would have take Flavius because he's the only one that can yeah. actually ride that horse convincingly yeah. at the top and win. I mean, because he dueled with, with, uh, yeah. tell your daddy. Yeah. And the mile on the 16th, like that was a fun race to watch. Yeah. Well, oh, it was absolutely fun. Yeah. Flavius plus Flavian equals win, but well, you know, Flavian's got to get that riding his head. I'm sorry. California. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, sorry. Only got, he's only got about like what? 15. <laughs> well, yeah. And then Jose, like you said on Saturday, how many seconds in a row did he get? Now he's yeah. going to come back to Aqueduct. So it, I, I have to have the one in my exotic somewhere. Oh, I just don't see him on top. There's always a way to, to make sure you're there's, there's hot jockeys that get hot and that's just a riding hard. And that's, that's what I saw with Jose at Breeders' Cup. He was just every, every race. He was just riding hard. He was live. Uh, he was very race. live. Jockey. <clears throat> he was live. He was live. <laughs> He, he had was, some shots. He was. Would it be long, long shots of the week? I'll tell you. Nice segue. I think it, I've. Yeah. Actually, pretty, it was unintentional, too. I wish my <laughs> voice didn't crack as badly there, but that's all right. I still liked it. Uh, press on. Let's go ahead. I'm going to go in the eighth race at Aqueduct. I'm going to go with rejected again. I mean, basically, this is story of my life right here. Uh, <laughs> I never got to first base uh, until my third year of bar softball so uh deal with a lot of rejection rejected again and again and again listen the cult is out of uh lady aspen and that's where the beer flows like wine and uh that's in california and uh this is in new york so i'm going rejected again <laughs> i don't know man the french are assholes <laughs> that's a movie oh, quote <laughs> that's all we do on this podcast to get movie, movie quotes and bet horses. My live long shot's coming out of the fifth race. Uh, this horse is coming out of the ninth spot. It's Ricky's Revenge. Let me tell you something. Ricky is pissed, and he's ready to kick ass and take some names. <laughs> he's getting the hot riding jockey, Dylan Davis, friend of the podcast, off a long layoff, and he's working out really well. I'm not sure if that's going to be that big of a long shot because this horse field is spotty at best but uh not to mention that this horse is coming out of where i'm going to be doing a lot of my race watching it's old tavern farms oh so ah, old tavern old Tavern. so you're saying ricky came to uh kick ass and chew bubble gum and he's all on the bubble gum <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another movie i'm going back to the eighth race i'm going with the two american monarch why why you say why? Why? Right, let's take a look He's been out for 408 days. He's putting Lasix on for the first time. He's not running on turf anymore. He's coming to the dirt. We got Mott Alvarado and a couple of bullet workouts. I think this is going to be a super live long shot on this lightly raced horse. Ooh, boy. Give me some sneaky Von Sneaky Steins. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, American Monarch. American Pharaoh. Come on. Come on. Give me some. Give me if some. you're not buying what just got laid down, something wrong with you. 
I don't know, you're probably really smart. <laughs> probably saved a lot of money. You were a good uh, consumer. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put more than $2 on any of those long shots. Well, I don't know. Know. Go Bears go. Eh, second. Yeah, yeah. I say, if, if we're talking percentages, I think the kid has, I think the kid and then stats, and then I'm a way distant 12th uh, with picking live long shots that actually hit the board. But uh, I don't know. Reject it again. This is meant to be. I actually like reject it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I did too. I, I mean, it's I, almost like this horse was bred in my honor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to have to look at the uh, the breeding on that. Yeah, and I apologize if my live long shot's not really a live long shot. Turns out uh, to be four to one. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the race, and I I just. They all look like they should be long shots. I think it's so. the, <laughs> the rare ninety nine to one yeah, across the this, board. Yeah, and this horse is the. I mean, after looking at it, I was like, this might be the classiest horse in the race. So I don't know. For the first time ever, we have one dollar to win on every horse in the park. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time ever, a live long shot at two to one. My live long shot should have been like a five horse uh, relay there. Yeah. I should just gave you every horse in the field. Yeah, except for the one you picked. Yeah. Whatever. It's, you know, it's we just good. talked to Mike. Hey. We're shot. It is what it is. I told you it would be crap after we talked to Mike. Oh, it wasn't going to be a lot. It always shit. is. God bless him. Yeah. yeah. Next time we'll just dedicate a segment with no handicapping. Just the Mike hour. Boy, yeah, that's probably cool. not a bad idea. It's crazy, man. But you know what? We got to turn the page. Yeah. Turn the page. Breeders' Cup's done. Turn the page. We're opening up at Aqueduct. Yep. We saw some fireworks down the stretch of this meet last year getting into yeah. prep races. You know, it's like a carousel. You put you put your quarter in, you go up and down and around. 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 It's circular. <laughs> circular motion. <laughs> it's getting late. We're shot. Thank you again. Um, very gracious Mike Smith for joining us. Can't, can't express enough how much it means to us for him to join us and, and talk through um, racing and life with us and excited to have him back next He's time again. You, you know think what? you can give Mike a go bears, you know, just like a, like a kind of like a thank you, like a go bears this weekend. I mean, I could. Can you? Do you have it in you to say go bears? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I go know. jets, maybe yeah, go jets. You, you know what? Though, I mean, in all honesty, the bears are not a rival for me. They never have been. We, we. I mean, oh, my quarterback no. owns him. He's, he's got, got, he's no. got stake in him. Oh, he, no. t- he takes a challenge oh, no. and he just takes it to his advantage. Oh no, I should not really that, a challenge. No. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chicago. <laughs> we love you, Chicago. <laughs> We're out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all the followers. Don't forget, check us out on Twitter. You're going to see all our picks over the weekend. Um, interact. See what you like. Tell us your live long shots. Let's see who we got. I like side action. I like side action for days. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. We're out of here. We'll see you guys. 